This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I'm also Jared Stern. And you're Between Two Sterns. What's up? Oh, not too much. I, I think the better question is, how are you? <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was Julie's birthday party yesterday. We did a gathering of larger than like just a couple of people. Everybody needed to be vaccinated. So everybody was vaccinated. And we had a pretty sizable gathering in the house. Like it was weird to be around that many people. Yeah, um, I can imagine. So to give a little context for Julie, Julie, it was a surprise party that Julie planned for herself. Like Julie just likes, Julie just likes people. She's, she's a, she's an extrovert. Well, she's a who true, doesn't? Well, she's a true extrovert. So she just wanted to do a party and she was like, I want it. I want a party. I want it to be. originally our friend Shay wanted to make it Moroccan themed. And Hey, if this party's not Moroccan, don't come and knock <laughs> So, and by the way, I don't, <clears throat> I don't look it. I don't think, but I am pretty hungover right now. Or I'm still riding it in from the night before. I was up later (laughs) than I have been in months. I think I got to bed around like three o'clock in the morning and then like immediately regretted recording this this early in the morning. They were handing out shots at this thing and it was just room warm shots because nobody really knew how to bartend. So it was just, I did a shot of warm gin, you know, like it's meant to be consumed. Anyway. So it's a Marvel-themed party. Everybody comes dressed as Marvel characters. And really, everybody really showed up. I mean, some of the costumes people showed up in were pretty impressive. We had both Thin Thor and Fat Thor. (laughs) Nice. We had a Mantis. We had a Hera. We had one dude come in a full Spider-Man suit. I'm talking... Here's the thing. So you said that people were vaccinated and could be unmasked. But if you're coming to Spider-Man, you you can just wear a mask. Right, exactly. There, There Believe it or not, because as I, we were trying to figure out what costume I wanted to do, a lot of these costumes are both masked and, by the way, really heavy. Like, it's just a full bodysuit of stuff. Um, Julie had a very, very good Wanda costume. So we had originally thought about Vision, but I didn't want to grease faint, paint my face purple yeah. for an entire night. So I went as Captain America. I got, like, a Captain America compression shirt. Um, and then that was it. I mean, it was a really great party. It was pretty low-key. But the best part of the night was so everybody finishes performing and now everybody are doing shots and drinking. And so I'm standing there in the corner talking to a friend. I noticed Julie isn't in the room. And I was like, where the hell did Julie go? And so our friend Shay runs up to us and like pulls me out of the conversation to go, the cops are here. And oh, I was like, great. okay. So I start walking down and I'm like, and she's like, and Julie's talking to them by herself. And I was in like, her Wanda costume. no, no. So I'm walking downstairs. I hear Julie talking and she's like, well, is it the neighbors? Julie's like, are are the neighbors calling us? Because they've been holding parties as well. And like, I, I, that's probably them. So as I'm walking down the stairs, I'm just hearing what she's saying. And I'm just going to repeat what she's saying. Cause if I'm coming into this conversation and the cops don't think that I know what the situation is and I'm reinforcing what she's saying, then that's good. I get down the stairs. There are three police officers outside. Okay. Two of which are wearing masks. 
And as I approach the door, Julie, in a charmingly inebriated state, goes, oh, and this is my boyfriend, Captain America, because I'm dressed <laughs> like Captain America without the glasses. Just So I walk down, see three police officers, and Julie goes, this is my boyfriend, Captain America. And without missing a beat, one of the officers goes, Cap, just... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, officers? <laughs> well, you are America's ass. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was a good night. And um, yeah, I think I'm still a little, like, you know how, like, sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're like, am I hungover or has the alcohol not fully finished working its way through my system? Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that spot. So I'm really happy to start sobering up in the middle of this therapy session. Oh, wonderful. I, yeah, and I, I really haven't been drinking much at all, um, but Julie and I have been doing this keto thing, but yesterday was our cheat day. Julie keeps not understanding how cheat meal works in diets because she doesn't diet very often. Julie is under the assumption that it's a cheat day. She's like, it's oh, as okay. much that I can cram into my face in a 12-hour period of time. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. I think it's a cheat meal where you get just like a little meal cheat here and there. But um, we went we went strong on the cheat day. We had like we woke up. We had ramen for lunch. We got mochi ball donuts. We got boba tea. We got in and out. Like we nice. just yeah yeah in and out was a pretty solid uh, cheat meal. In and out the only the only fast food place that can be both a cheat meal and also on the keto diet somehow. Yeah, I'm I'm fuzzy on the whole keto thing. Keto is like, like low carb, no carb, no sugar. That just is like as a broad strokes type of thing. So but, do you not eat the bun? Like, well, how is that? in and out so customizable with their secret menu that you can get it protein style with no bun. You can get it with no spread. And so it's just like a, num a couple of layers of lettuce on either side, just as the sandwich. It's not satisfying, but it's good to have a fast <laughs> yeah. food place that you can go to that is like that you can do in that way. Listen, if you are on any diet that can be satisfied by going to somewhere with a drive-through, I'm going to say that's not a real diet. You would be like, here's the thing. This is why In-N-Out gets such a, like a high acclaim from people. Everything other than In-N-Out, you're right. But In-N-Out stuff is so pure. It's so like, it's just the meat. It's not, there's no fillers in there. It's I think that's why they're not on the East Coast. Like they don't want to freeze anything. It's the proximity from the distribution center. It, yeah. So what they need to do is get themselves a distribution center out in Washington, D.C. pronto. There are two companies that need to link up and like start moving coast to coast. in and out needs to get on the East Coast and Wawa needs to get on the West Coast. Yeah, Wawa's okay. What is uh, your problem? What? I need nine episodes about the Muppets. You're going to come at me with Wawa? How do you not like Wawa? Wawa's fine. It's fine. You know. I, oh, my God. I'm so... Now I have something to talk about with Ariel. I don't know how I'm going to move past this. Welcome to the last episode of Between Two Friends. Apparently, this was the breaking point. All right. So we have Ariel in the waiting room. You want to bring her in and start doing some of this stuff? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Welcoming to the podcast, we have my good friend, Ariel. And by the way, as I say good friend, I keep having to move the mouse over your picture so that I can see what your last name is, so I can pronounce it. <laughs> my good friend, Ariel Warblun. Um, Ariel is a fantastic therapist. 
Um, you've been a therapist for how long now? Um, we're going on eight years. Yeah. So almost a decade. But I yeah. mean, I feel like for most of your life, you were the person giving out advice and counseling people. Oh, absolutely. In a non-professional context as well. Yes, um, I've been a therapist since I've been like in the womb is kind of the joke I make. You know, you I don't know how funny it is, but to me, I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been doing since I, you know, was even not on this world. <laughs> world. So, so Ariel has kindly decided to join us and um, run us through some couples therapy uh exercises are they sure. before we start two things yes number, number one, one number one ariel are you familiar with the podcast and what this is all about well i do know about between two sterns because i've listened to a, the first two episodes and i was okay. texting my boyfriend being like so this is the funniest shit i've ever heard and i literally can't believe i know at least one of the two jared sterns <laughs> I feel very special to know at least one of them. So technically, technically, if this was real therapy, this would be unethical because we're friends. So not allowed to give therapy. So, you know, pretend that that's not a thing for the next, what, 30 minutes or so. Sure. The the, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up is when we were talking about this, when we were talking about initially bringing you on, uh, Jared had a very interesting view of how therapy is supposed to work. Oh, <laughs> and, and I was very, and I was just curious to get your take on it. Okay. Because he said, we need to go to therapy to see if we have any problems. And I said, no, 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 that's not how therapy works. You go to therapy once you know you have problems and go to resolve those problems. That to me is the causality of therapy. Now, which of those do you subscribe to? Neither, actually. Oh. Okay. You don't have to have problems to go to therapy, which I think is a general misconception, right? It's like you have to be either at the depths of despair or the brink of divorce in order to go to therapy. It's what a lot of people think when in reality, it's like, absolutely not. I have a lot of couples that come to me or individuals who are just like, hey, we want to make sure that we're doing okay. We want to make sure our communication's on point. We want to make sure that we're you know, we have similar values, uh, what have you, we fight fairly, right? There's a lot of people that even will go to therapy before they decide to get engaged or take that next step just to make sure that they're on the same page and they're not setting themselves up for, you know, divorce or what have you. So that's a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah, but also no, it's kind of like, as a therapist, I have to remind myself, it's not my job to fix or solve. It's my job to observe and guide. Okay. All right. Well, I listen, I, ever since Jared brought this up as, as a thing that we were doing, I've been super excited by, by the possibility, just because what we've been doing for now, 16 episodes, uh-huh. we have a very interesting dynamic because, and I'm, I'm sure you already know this, we have not met yet. We have not met in person. We've known each other or about each other for what, 15 years? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And we've always just kind of like orbited around each other. Mm -hmm. And only recently, when we thought we were about to meet face to face, and then the pandemic shut everything down and thrust him all the way across the country, did we decide that this was an idea that we should probably uh, try and make happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been learning about each other over the last 
15 episodes. Yeah. And if you're new to the podcast, if this is your if, if this is your introduction episode, the, the the thing that's fascinating is even though the title is Between Two Sterns, both me and Jared have the exact same name. Jared Stern, Jared Stern, spelled the exact same way. And even though Jared is seven years older than me, we are also seven days apart. I am September 16th and you are September 24th. That would be 16 plus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're both. Wait, because I'm September 7th. So you're not a Virgo then, are you? You're a Libra. Other Jared I'm a Libra. Stern. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you, I'm a do, Virgo. Can I do this? Other Jared Stern. I'm going to have to refer to oh, you. No, no. We, yeah. So, so we, we, we had Jared's brother on a couple episodes ago, and he came up with a perfect way of doing this. I'm Jared Eastern, and he's Jared, Jared Western. Western. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Okay. Yeah. And you can do East and West at this point. It's really... That's hilarious. You guys are punny. I'm down with this. <laughs> now that I think about it, can. and I'm, I'm referencing too many things at this point, but John Irons kind of had like 90% of this at one point when we were on um, Captain Game Show because he referred to you as Jared East and he referred to me as Jared West. So Jared Western, can I pause you for just yeah. a second and see that or ask if maybe we're a little nervous because we're deflecting right now. We're oh very God. much deflecting. Am, am I deflecting? Mm-hmm, we're derailing. We're supposed to be having a couple session right now, and we're just going on all different tangents. I, I didn't. I, we're starting. Yeah. All right, let's do this. What are, what are we? What are we doing, My sir? Please, just giving you a little bit of background was all I was doing. <laughs> I just had to tease because that is something that happens a lot in couples therapy, especially mm-hmm. the first like. I would say maybe like twenty minutes. We're shooting the shit, and eventually, I just have to say, "Okay, so what are we here for?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like we can, we can, you know, obviously have fun and that's part of rapport. Right. But at the same time, we want to make sure that we get down to business and deflecting is a huge one. It's like, let's make jokes so that we don't have to talk about what's actually. Well, welcome to the world of Jared Stern, where uh, (laughs) using humor as a defense mechanism has been uh, something we've done for our entire lives. Also in the womb, I'm sure. Yeah. And by the way, one final piece of information that you should know before we go forward Yes. Jared and I have only talked twice before we started doing the podcast. And those conversations were about less than 15 minutes, maybe. The entire podcast is an evolution of me and Jared getting to know each other. So the first episode of the podcast is the third time we've talked and we'll message each other back and forth during the week. But all of the conversations, all of the evolution of our partnership is being observed in real time. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right. So take it away, Ariel. We're all yours. I mean, I already have. We're kind of doing the damn thing at this point. What? I know. <laughs> Am I already like like making your mind just explode with how we're already doing therapy and you didn't even know it? I didn't. So let me ask you, because, okay, Jared Eastern, mm-hmm. you said that you had this kind of idea of, well, once you have the problems is when we go, right? Sure. Was that, was that correct? That was how you kind of thought of therapy? Yes. All right, so this is not typically how I would start a therapy session, but let me just ask you, what problem, if any, would you feel that you have that you would like to address? Like, what would you say that you're here for? Oh, wow. Well, I mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize this was going to be a, a, an individual therapy session. I, I, I would say one problem, one thing that has been gripping me in recent weeks, I just started a, a new job. Okay. And I am uh, paralyzed by imposter syndrome. 
because I'm very new to the like the corporate setting of work mm-hmm. uh, sure. prior to the last five years, my jobs have been a uh, stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. uh, radio disc jockey. I, I worked at a, in a family business where there was no pressure on me whatsoever. Uh, and I wrote trivia questions for a living for a, a bar trivia company. Nice. Like, and so I've had a very weird resume. And then after that last job kind of ended, I kind of had to get a kick in the ass to get an actual job job. And I've been on that track since uh, since 2016. Okay. Okay. So we're feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome in our individual life. So I'm curious how doing Between Two Sterns and how meeting or not meeting, but essentially working with Jared Western and being in this partnership, how does that help you, right? In just in general, not necessarily in regards to your imposter syndrome, but what does this relationship bring you? How does it benefit you? Well, I mean, a, a sense of camaraderie. It's very interesting to see how another person with the exact same name, <laughs> living completely separate lives, mm-hmm. how similar we are. Sure, we're about seven years apart. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's some generational issues that we've that we've touched on. throughout the podcast um but it's been very interesting to kind of see what like he took risks in his in his showbiz career that I never did because Mm. I was I was too scared to try uh you know take taking the the jump and, and going to LA going to New York trying to do do the damn thing when it came to to stand up I would I was just happy to kind of be a medium-sized fish in a small pond here in D.C. Mm. I mean, I, I've been doing stand-up for, for quite a while. I'm good at it. I get paid for it. I travel for it back, you know, back when we were still able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, but what could have been? That's And that's why I, I kind of live vicariously through what he's done and, and, and kind of the risks that, that he's taken. Okay, so I'm going to pause you and I'm going to ask Jared Western what's coming up for you right now as you hear your partner will just say at this moment, share. So the irony is that I have the exact same experience with you (laughs) because because I moved to New York and I moved to L.A. I didn't have the support structure around me. I had to keep grinding out auditions or trying to find opportunities to perform. I argue to say that I have performed significantly less in my life because I attempted to move to the big pond maybe too soon. And so the fact that you have gotten paid to do stand-up comedy for so many years is something I've never experienced. I've never experienced getting paid to do stand-up or getting to travel on the road or getting booked to do all these shows. You know, I have my set and I think I'm good, but I never got the momentum I needed in order to really establish it. So like, ironically, I've lived vicariously through your choices. I wondered myself, what would have been if I didn't move to New York or move to LA, just set up a home base of operations somewhere in like the Philadelphia area where I grew up, where I had Mm -hmm. people who could come and support me and kind of help me build that momentum early on. Also, also imposter syndrome, not just in the work life, but like when it comes to comedy as well. I always say that I'm, I'm an introvert who uses extroversion as a defense mechanism. So my extroversion came from being bullied when I was younger, teased and like learning how to control the room and control tension. And so that's a lot of like my performance. So 
you know, <clears throat> we talked about this party last night that we had at the house. Outside of host, like emceeing the thing, I'm most comfortable at a party, like behind the bar or the station, like helping make drinks, like having a purpose, yes. not necessarily like being in the social setting and like hanging out and connecting with people. But yeah, I, I what's resonating for me is what oftentimes happens when Jared and I talk about personal things, which is usually what he says. I'm like, yeah, I also, no, nah, that's something for me. Also. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. What he said, just copy and paste it. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto, great. So it's interesting, right? Because don't you guys say sometimes it's sometime either in the first episode of Between Two Sterns or the the description of it on on Spotify, you say something about like two narcissists, right? <laughs> like, yep. Benign narcissists. Benign narcissists. My favorite right. joke that you've ever written, honestly. Like that <laughs> that phrase is my absolute favorite. It's just so funny because you guys are very clearly, at least in this episode or session, right? Sharing that you guys are the opposite of narcissists, right? You have your own insecurities that come out in whatever area, not to say that narcissists don't have insecurities, trust me, they yeah. do. But what I just think is so interesting is you both gain so much from hearing each other and learning from each other's vulnerabilities. And I see you kind of smirking. Is that is that resonating at all? It is, but I also don't know if I would get as much if his name wasn't Jared Stern. I, I don't know. <laughs> You and, and and, and just so you're aware, I have resting smirk face. So if, if you see me smirking, that's just. Wait, yeah. I've never heard that resting smirk I face. That's that fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I just came up with it. Did so, you really? Yeah. Nice. I have to use that now. All I've ever heard is resting bitch face. And that's so overplayed. Yeah. I, I, I like resting smirk face. That's good. Yeah. Well, it just sounds like you guys gain a lot from each other, whether or not you have the same exact freaking name and, <laughs> or not. But I'm curious, you know, you guys sound like you are in the honeymoon stage of your friendship, your relationship, right? And especially since you guys do work together, there will be times, I'm sure, not like, you know, this is too much of a, you know, quote unquote job. Like, it doesn't sound like it's too stressful on you guys just yet. We're not making money doing this yet. Well, I'm saying, if when this gets big, you guys are going to potentially have some serious discussions to be had. So regardless of whether it's, you know, friendship, business, what have you, you guys need to learn how to fight fairly. So I am just curious when I say fight fairly, what comes to your mind? Oh, I mean, here's the thing. We haven't ever had a major disagreement, have we? I yeah, yeah, I'm too non-confrontational and easygoing. Like if a fight ever came up, I was like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Like we can just, which I probably is not healthy, but still. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, but I, has, there, has <clears throat> there been anything that you have perceived as a slight that would kick off a, a, an argument or a disagreement no. or anything like that? In I, fact, I remember early on, because again, we, we, did, we hadn't talked prior to starting everything. Like we we created all of the, like the visual stuff for this thing in like a day. Like yeah. you came up with some stuff. We went back and forth a couple of times. We kind of landed on a design. And then from that point on, it's just, it's just been really, it's just been really easy. And it could yeah. be honeymoon phase, but I mean, again, it's either honeymoon phase or this weird thing where there's some sort of synchronistic connection between me and this Eastern. And we just happen to have the same name. And you're not wrong. I think that there are people out there and I know them mm -hmm. 
who are, what is it? Uh, what is Justin Timberlake saying? That funny, that simpatico. Simpatico. Anybody remember that like silly movie back in the day? He was like saying simpatico. No, I remember the line. I don't remember what it's from. Bad Teacher, Cameron Diaz. Oh my God, that was a good movie. Right? It was very silly, but so fun. Um, so there, yeah, you guys probably do have a great connection. And if you guys have daily or weekly conversations for the next however many years, and you never once feel a little bit of, hmm, I didn't like the way that was, was worded, or hmm, I wish that went differently, that would be a bit odd. Well, here's the thing, and, and here's a, a freedom that we have as a podcast mm-hmm. that I guess other relationships don't. If, if he says something or I say something and we think back on it and we're like, I don't like the way that sounded, it gets edited out. We just discard it. It gets... Mm-hmm. This is the most unhealthy form of a relationship possible because (laughs) we have such terrible memories that if we said something, we're like, we'll just edit that out and then we'll never remember that it happened even in the first place. Sure. But I mean, yeah, but but (laughs) there have been, so there have been, you know, some, some personal details that have been shared while we've been talking and one of us will say to the other, well, I don't know if I want that out there to the podcast world. So we just, we get rid of it. And I guess that's an interesting note that probably listeners don't realize as well. Our conversations are probably a good half an hour, if not an hour, sometimes longer than what you actually hear. You know, Mm -hmm. this really isn't anything. I mean, whether it's good or bad, none of the podcasts are planned. We just kind of go in with maybe what are a couple of thoughts we had that week, something that happened that week. And then we just kind of free form a conversation from it. But again, our process is very, very respectful, which is if there's anything that either of us wants to eliminate, even if it might be funny to us, even if we think it could land, we're, we're very respectful of each other's like what we feel is comfortable being put out into the world, especially something that lives forever on the Internet. Yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. Right. And this isn't so much, you know, it sounds like if anything, you guys are in a place where you're like, we're never going to have a disagreement or a fight. So like, don't bother about talking about fair fighting rules, which if that's the case, then let's go in a totally different direction. I mean, what do you think? I am curious to hear what, what fair fighting rules are. Don't, don't let us just dismiss it out of hand. If it comes up, we would like to be able to fight fair. Always good to have the tool in the toolbox. Yeah, right. Better to have it not needed than need it not have it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, I mean, I can I can definitely respect that, but I think one of the things about therapy is like you have to meet your clients where they're at, right? You you can't just throw things at them, tools that they're never going <laughs> to sure. apply here. No, Take really, this. fight now. Go, come on. Exactly, exactly. This is more of kind of like you know, when I do have real couples that come to me, like I was talking about at the beginning of this meeting, right? When they say, we don't really have much going on right now in terms of fighting or conflict. It's just, we want to make sure that we're on the same page in terms of our values and our goals. I'll say, okay, well, let's make sure that we know how to fight fairly when disagreements or conflicts come up. Yeah. Right. So I guess if anything, the main thing would be how good are you guys at actually owning when you are, I guess, muffed or no, not muffed, miffed. That's what it is. Miffed. Or you want to just be like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it all the time. Um, I think I've gotten better over time. I always used to be somebody who like very much avoided conflict. Um, And I think like I will. Okay. So I will bring up something that could, 
I used to be one of those people that subjectively interpreted short text messages as people being upset. It's something that I've definitely had to refocus. But like Jared is somebody who like, and I've gotten to that place also with you because I think I'm comfortable with you where it's like, um, are we good on da 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 da? And it'll just be like, okay. Now, if I had, <laughs> oh no, why why did it just say okay? If I had normal like, relationships that I've had in the past, if a girl I was dating sent me just okay, I would like I'd be there with the whiteboard trying to figure out what could have okay, okay, what did I say? What okay, did we have any conflict over the past twenty four hours that could possibly cause them to be upset? But I, I think you you have a little bit of anxious attachment style. It sounds like yeah, I do yeah. yeah. Good, good me catch. too. Yeah, good catch. you. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got, I've dealt with some of the anxious attachment stuff, but um, I think I've gotten better with it over the years. You know, what really helps oddly enough is working in the workplace. I don't know, like being in the corporate setting definitely gets you to retrain your brain for like the shortness of things. Now I, I might as well, if I could buy stock in exclamation points, I would, because I litter my corporate emails with exclamation points. I'm excited about everything. Every sentence gets an exclamation point like I'm, but I I, I have learned that like short text messages are okay. Like they're not a fight. They're not a conflict. It's just, Uh yeah. Don't assume the worst in a message that you're receiving. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've gotten better at that. I can respect that. Are you more of a, do you know your attachment style, Eastern? Do you know my, it? My attachment style. Yeah, um, have you ever heard of this? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Kind of. Maybe. I mean, I, 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 what, what are typical attachment styles? And I'll tell you which one kind of fits. We've got secure, which is obviously like the golden child. Then we've got anxious and then we've got avoidant. Hmm. Mm. I would say it might be a combination of anxious and avoidant. It's very possible. Yes. So the anxious, I said, you know how I related to you, uh, Jared, I was a Western. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. We're very much like, wait a minute. That person did not put an exclamation mark and they always put an exclamation mark. So yeah. I must've done something wrong. And yeah. what the fuck was it? And how do I figure that out? Yeah. Right? Whereas an avoidant would be more like, say that they got something that didn't have an exclamation mark and they, you know, knew that, or they thought, Oh, maybe something's wrong. It would be, Hmm. Well, okay. That's nice. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. I'll I'll think about this later when I have to. Right. So on that note, do you still think a little bit of both? I mean, yes, because I also kind of, I, I, I have struggled with, with like, because on, on text messages, and yeah. we'll use that example, mm-hmm. it's very tough to discern context and sure. tone. Tone, yeah. Tone. Sometimes, you know, you'll see something and you will automatically ascribe what you think the tone is to it. And if it's not a good tone, then then there's going to be some problems. As far as avoidance, for me... And I'll, 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 I'll take it back to the, the imposter syndrome. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. For me, I knowingly put shit off to the last possible second. Me too. Because I don't, because the, the stress of having to deal with it or the stress of failing at, at it uh, is such, and it's almost a, a, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you mm-hmm. leave a task to the last minute, you're not going to do it well. But I have done 
things like that, you know, uh, luckily, well, uh, in the past. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jared, you're laughing. <laughs> you know what? You, you bring up a really good point. Um, that is probably the biggest hindrance to my career possible is the fear of failing. Like I, I always crippled myself from pursuing and doing the thing as a fear of failing. And, you know, I think to Ariel's point that she brought up earlier, part of the reason I'm so comfortable doing the podcast with you is because I fail or succeed with somebody else. Yep. I, I it's easier to it's easier to fall when you're holding on to somebody else before you hit the ground. Sure. You know? And so I don't know if I necessarily would have created a podcast of my own. I, I don't think that like that I, I would be able to like mentally handle something like that. But doing it with you feels a little bit easier. Well, one of the things that's up that has prevented me from doing a podcast in the past is, is something that I've struggled with throughout my comedy career is that I have no hook. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You said this. I am just a mediocre white dude in a sea of <laughs> mediocre white dudes. Uh, and th- the fact that we have the same name gave us an inherent hook. Yeah. So like you have to have a, a real uh, sense of self-importance to start a podcast mm-hmm. on your own yeah. to think that people want to hear what you have to say. Now, the fact that we have our relationship and uh, budding friendship and, and all that, and, and the, the, just the inherent kind of weirdness that we share the same name and all of these different mm-hmm. traits and stuff like that, that gives, that's a jumping off point. That gives us something to talk about. That gives us, that makes us a very base level interesting for us to, for people to want to listen, you know? Um, But, but yeah, like everyone was like, Oh, why don't you start a podcast? Cause everyone has, they're all the same. You know, you need to give people a reason to listen to you. And for me, what, you know, this link that we share was that reason. Right. So you both definitely, serve a a very beautiful purpose to one another and you bring a lot to the table I would say and you're both nodding so I would say that that's resonating yes I just think it's sweet that you refer to it's beautiful I agree I also really like that you keep telling the listeners what we're doing visually because it is a podcast that people listen to and we do get criticism sometimes that we make a lot of references to visual things. So I also appreciate you pointing that out as we go. To me, and I don't know how Jared feels about this, when when the podcast, for, when we first started talking about the podcast, it felt like everything else that was ever going to be started that never went anywhere. Like I've had other people have talked about doing podcasts with me. I've, you know, talked about doing stuff on my own. And I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about it. The momentum will go and then it will fall off. I was talking to Julie about this yesterday. We are recording episode 16 of this. Do you remember when we did episode three and we were like blown away that it was like a trend, like we're doing three of these things. We've now been talking for three months straight. We haven't taken a week off and we've had some shit happen to us where we've had to go into recordings. Like life has tried to stop it, but like we've really consistently done this. And to be absolutely honest, it's one of the things I look most forward to in my weeks. Um, Same here. Because, you know, outs, other than performing, which is a high pressure situation where, you know, I feel this obligation to like excel and nail it every time. I, I feel this comfortability with you to be kind of like open and vulnerable. And like, again, if it works, we keep it in. If it doesn't work, we cut it out. But there's no 
I don't feel this like anxious embarrassment of like, if I make a joke and it doesn't work around you, it's just like, sure. okay. Yeah. Because listen, I've dealt with the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we have each other's egos to break the fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think you guys have, um, again, I will use the term beautiful, but also powerful state in your relationship because again you are at the beginning stages of it right so you can what's the you can plant the seeds for you know really solid foundation moving forward like making sure that you guys do know what essentially can set you off what can make you feel more insecure what can make you feel like oh i don't really want to do this episode today but it doesn't sound like that's ever going to be an issue sounds (laughs) like you guys are the highlight of each other's weeks which is fan-fucking-tastic um but you guys are kind of like mirrors for each other right and that's in any relationship right you're kind of like a mirror. Yes, I'm the I, I'm his portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> exactly. The, the haggard future that, <laughs> that that is facing him in seven years. I I don't know what the hell's happening between the two of us, but the older I get, the younger I look, and like <laughs> it's the weirdest goddamn thing. Okay, so you know what we're gonna do actually, yeah. because again, you guys are in a really really cool state of your relationship. So, and I know you guys might think it's weird for me to keep saying that phrase, but you are. So why don't we take a second and I'm going to ask Jared Western to start. I want for you, I'm literally going to put a timer on my phone. You have one minute to share one thing that you want to make sure is fulfilled in your and Jared's relationship moving forward. Okay. Does that make sense? Or yes. should I reframe, rephrase? I, why don't you rephrase just because even if it makes sense for me, it might be good to just like approach it from another angle. Sure. So basically you are asking him or telling him yeah. one thing that you want to make sure is achieved throughout the course of your relationship. Whether that be that you guys always hold each other accountable, whether okay. that be that uh, you guys are always honest with each other, whether it's I want to make sure we're always appreciative of each other, whatever. Yeah. One goal that you have for the relationship, you have one minute to share it. Okay. So whenever you start, I'm going to press my Oh, okay. Time. I got you. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure Jared Eastern, are you paying full attention? Yeah, I am, and uh, this is, uh, I'm I'm horrible at this kind of stuff. So <laughs> I'm going to listen to what he says, and then maybe uh, <laughs> an idea will pop into my head. All right, all right. You have to pay attention. This is a listening exercise. Sure. Okay. So one thing about me that you might not know is I don't have a lot of male friends. I was bullied a lot growing up by like my small group of friends in high school, and they were a bunch of guys that just were kind of the worst. And so because of that, I developed this kind of, I, I, I have stronger, I, I'm, it's easier for me to develop friendships with women than it is for me to develop friendships with men. You are one of the very few male friends that I have. And part of the reason that it is that way is because you don't have this kind of toxic, aggressive energy about you. You're a very understanding person. You, you have a very good energy to you. So one thing that I really appreciate about you and would like to keep consistent with that is that type of, I don't know, I have a lot of respect for you for that. 
um, because there aren't, especially in the comedy world. Like if you're looking for subsets of subsets of like that kind of aggressive nature, you're somebody who I believe stands out as somebody who is very much against that type of person that I've kind of actively avoided in my life. Oh man. And and right at the bell. I know how to respect the light. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. I I, I don't know if I can, if I can uh, top that. I'm going to pause you before you do. Sure. Can you do me a favor and just repeat back to the best of your ability, what you just heard him say? Well, he does not have a lot of, male friends Mm -hmm. because of previous bullying uh, and toxic behavior Mm -hmm. and I am not that and so I am one of the few male friends in his life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he respects my accomplishments uh, in comedy which I'm glad someone does because they are few and far between. Okay so I'm going to pause you. Western. Did we get everything? Did he get everything or is he missing anything? Missed a little bit. I do respect your accomplishments in comedy, but what I was saying was I respect you as a human being. Oh, okay. Well, that too. You as a person is somebody who I respect. (laughs) Nailed it. Yep. All right. Well, one thing that I've always appreciated about you, and this this came up when we were, when things got kind of deep in episode uh, seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you provide a thoughtfulness, uh, and a reflectiveness that I think I lack. Nothing makes me happier than, than finding out that the person who I had been aware of that shared my name is a good person. Yeah. That's so cool. Like you could have been a dim bulb. You could have been Remember, I, I, I referred to the possibility that other Jared Stearns in the Jared Stern multiverse probably couldn't fog up a mirror. Yes. <laughs> you know, it, it, there is the potential out there for, for a, a, another Jared Stern to be the polar opposite, like yeah. with the Fu Manchu mustache and the eye patch. You could have been the evil Jared Stern. Right. Yeah. The, mirror, the mirror universe, Jared Stern. And I, 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 I so appreciate that you are someone of, you are, you are so like-minded. And that's, that's, that's something that I, that I hope that uh, I have no uh, reason to think that's going to change. I can't in any way, shape, or form imagine a world where we're fighting with each other. Yeah. Over yeah. And, and, I, and I've had that experience in the past where I, uh, I had a radio show with, a, with one of my best friends mm-hmm. in college. And I got very big headed and got very you know, full of myself and pushed him away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I can be that asshole, have been. And I feel like I've grown. I feel like I've leveled up as a Jared Stern <laughs> and, and, and as a person, uh, as a person in general and also as a Jared Stern. To, to reach you at where you are. And now we can communicate on an even playing field. That was really good. So now Ariel's going to start the timer and you're going <laughs> to yeah. one minute. You have one minute, right? <laughs> all right? You got one minute. So, all right. so there is no way that I would ever ask you, Jared Western, to repeat what was just said because yeah, it's I know. too I, much. I, I, I ramble and I stammer and yeah. 
you know what, that's okay. That's part of, you know, the, the way this works. I'm not shaming you in any way. This is why we put a timer, right? Is because it's like, there's only so much that the human brain can absorb at one time. Mm -hmm. So if anything, this is very indicative of a couple session, right? I would be like, okay, let's pause. Like, what exactly are you trying to say? But, or excuse me, I'll use my DPT voice. And for mm -hmm. the sake of, you know, cliff note versioning what this would really look like, I'm just going to ask you, Jared Western, what was the one or like the top thing that you yeah. got from what Jared Eastern was sharing about you? First of all, it's clear Jared, that you talk about your feelings quite a lot in your everyday life because they were concise and to the point. No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so concise. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, one thing that I really took away from that is I, I, I have a bit of a past of, of actions that I've taken in my youth that I'm also not fully, that I'm pretty ashamed of. And, and I feel that it's taken me many years to get to the place where I'm at now. I, I don't think I was ever a bad person, but like I made questionable choices in life. You know, one thing that's very difficult for me to hear as a person is when people think that I'm a good person. I, I, there's this constant like inner monologue of like, are you, you've done some things in your life, you know. Yeah, and, syndrome there too. Yeah. Um, but your your willingness to kind of be vulnerable about you know, your experience with the radio show and like putting that on the table, you know, stood out to me because outside of you saying things to me, like being able to express that, you know, shows that you have, you know, the self-reflection and the self-awareness to know what those mistakes you made in the past were and not wanting to repeat them again. So if we look at the radio show that you did as a prior relationship and this show that you're doing with me as your current relationship, you're actively seeing things that happened in your prior relationship that you don't want to see repeated in this one. And yep. you're aware of that. And I think that as long as we keep that open dialogue with each other, you know, we can be there to kind of check and balance each other to make sure that those types of things don't happen. Um, and yeah. again, you know, I can't imagine us fighting, but being able to express those things, being able to like, again, be vulnerable and open and, and share those things um, means a lot. And it also really does mean a lot. Um, I, I've always been, I've always been a very emotional person. Like when I was young in school, I got teased and bullied a lot because that wasn't what happened in the eighties. You know what I mean? You, mm. That, that wasn't as appreciated as it is kind of in this generation coming up. But that one episode that we did was really, I think a turning point for both of us, because I, I told you before, it was a very brave thing to do what you did on that show and to kind of share that in the way that you did. Uh, and I felt I, w I felt very honored that you felt comfortable enough with me in such a short period of time to, you know, open up that way with me and, and at least trust and know that I'm not going to, that I'm there to support you. There are a lot of people who take that tension and diffuse it in like kind of making jokes about it or. Oh, I, I can't relate to that at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, what? And so, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I appreciate you also, man. I, I, I think that, when you said the whole thing about meeting another Jared Stern, in my mind, I was like, not only is this guy a comedian, but this guy could be a complete asshole. Right, true. Like, I was like, that was always the danger. Right. Jared, the word, the name Jared in and of itself has a bit of a rough ride already. <laughs> if, if somebody else with the name Jared Stern is also kind of a dick, then I'm like, well, now I'm just competing against a lot at this point. But <laughs> yeah. You guys are very much like, again, 
able to see the good in each other that maybe you guys can't see in one. Well, how do I say this? I think again, that mirror Jared Western, you (laughs) said essentially that Jared Eastern is much more emotionally in tune and intelligent than he was originally sharing. Right. Yeah. I think that that, again, you guys can hold each other accountable to like show each other that you are the shit. You don't need to be feeling like you're, uh, you know, not worthy of doing what you're doing, whether it's in the corporate world or outside of it, everyday life. You guys are very much, uh, what is it? BFF for life now? BFFFL? BFFFL, exactly. Did you say we should get one of those heart necklaces? Yeah. Oh, jeez. We connect them together? One we of can, you can we, have the Jared and the other can have the Stern. It's perfect. And we can probably get them at Jared. Oh, oh my God. The other one, the big one. <laughs> oh my gosh. How have we not reached out to them to plug the show? I mean, I, I, I have often uh, referred to myself as the gallery of jewelry, but. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, I think honestly, just keep each other in check by making sure that you aren't letting each other get away with, you know, obviously there's, we all do self-deprecating humor and stuff, but Hey, if you notice, you know, one of the other going into the imposter syndrome shell, be like, Hey, knock that shit off. Yeah. No, no, no. If you love me so much, why can you not love you so much? Right. Flip the script. Shut off that narrative that says that you're not so great. You guys are with each other for a reason. Not with, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes. So if anything, just remember to speak from your own experiences. Use I statements. Don't say fuck you. Write anything when you're upset. But again, you can't even picture yourself being in a situation where you would be upset. Um, You know, it's funny you bring this up because Jared and I both do self-deprecating humor, but the brilliant thing about being able to do those jokes with each other is then we always counterpoint each other and lift each other back up. We get both the benefit of doing the self-deprecating humor and then the benefit of somebody telling us that that's not true. Yeah. You get the laugh and then you also get the lift up. It's good. Well, I like that. I like that. It's true. It's probably not healthy, but at least it a con- it's the healthiest form of comedy that you can do with it. I would yes. agree. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for being on the show and for and for doing all this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like uh, it was it was fun for me, and I hope it was fun for you, even though you were not expecting to necessarily go as deep as we went. I had some idea there would be some vulnerabilities uh, that would be exposed during this but i think it was done in a very healthy way and i think that i feel like this helped me oh good what about the money we (laughs) say i know no one else has free therapy y'all just these two for me personally we're seeing each other in may when i come out there in a couple weeks we're seeing each other for the first time i hope that if you end up coming out to the west coast we can do an in-person session with Ariel. So then we can work on things like trust falls or that really yeah. uncomfortable thing where we're like, we scoot and we're face to face, like right in front of each other, like uh-huh. uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier where we're nose to nose talking. I really want to get as uncomfortable with this as humanly possible. Really, really get into each other's personal physical space as well. Yeah, I'm not a fan of discomfort. <laughs> Just... Also, then we're really not gonna uh, we're we're not gonna like this uh, moving forward then because that's one of my favorite phrases is I like to get comfortable with discomfort. I think that the I, I, first of all, thank you so much for coming on, Ariel. And by the <laughs> way, if you listen to this podcast and if you happen to be based in the California area, 
Uh, Ariel, what is your, please plug your, your Instagram and your therapy, because you are, not only are you a good friend of mine, but you are a remarkably talented therapist, because one thing I really, you know, truly respect about your craft and the way you do things is you make it very comfortable to go on the journey. You know, you, you, and I, I think we talked about this before you eliminate that, that, and I'm using hand motions, but you eliminate that, that power dynamic that I find right. often inadvertently occurs in therapy sessions. You said in the beginning, you know, you can't fix people. You're not there to tell people what to do. And I think when I first went to therapy years ago, I was expecting to tell somebody my problems and like a doctor then be like, and here's what you do. Right. And I learned in therapy that that's not how therapy works. But I, I, I truly respect you. If you and I weren't friends, I would hire you as a therapist. <laughs> Thank um, you. But um, yeah, you, you are very good at what you do and you care in like a very genuine way. So please plug your stuff. Well, it's funny you say that my, uh, my stuff, my, my handle is feel well with Ariel. That's the name of my private practice as well. So my uh, website is feelwellwithariel.com. And the whole reason that I came up with that is actually twofold. One is the with, right? Yeah. I'm not, again, there is no power dynamic. Like, yeah. yes, do I have a degree in this? Yes. Do I have personal experience? Yes. But that doesn't mean that I've actually been through exactly what you're going through. And I can tell you exactly what to do, right? So we're going through something, we're exploring whatever it is that you're bringing to the table together, yeah. right? So that's A, and B, feeling well, right? That doesn't mean I'm happy all the time or my, my life is fixed. Wellness means going with the, you know, the ebbs and the flows of life and learning to practice acceptance surrounding when you feel shitty or when you feel great. That's all wellness, right? So feel well with Ariel. Well, let me ask you a question. As far as your practice goes, do you yes. do Zoom practices? Like, will you do video practice as well? Yeah, that's all that I'm doing right now. Oh, I guess because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not based in the California area, even if you are based in some of our other markets like South Korea and <laughs> right, Australia, Australia, Austria, like, please. So in theory, yes. However, we cannot call it therapy because technically licensure means I can only do therapy with somebody who is in the state that I oh. am residing in, but oh. we could call it coaching. Basically, There we go. Sure. Right. So basically the only difference is if you wanted to use your insurance, which I don't take anyway, but some people do, right. They wouldn't be able to use insurance. It would just be out of pocket because gotcha. you can't call it therapy, even though it's basically the same thing. I really appreciate you coming on the program. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, you're wonderful. Thank you for inviting me. And at this point, if Jared and I ever do have a conflict that arises, I'm just going to call you and bring you on to navigate <laughs> Call me up. I'd be more than happy. I'd be more than happy to jump back in this again. Thank you for being between two sterns. Oh my gosh, there it is. There it is. That's <laughs> the name of the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. I hope you feel well as well as you can. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ariel. All right. You guys know where to find me. First couple's therapy session, my man. Yeah. All right. How you feel? I feel, I feel, I feel well. You feel well? Yeah. I feel well too. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting to be put on the spot with something like that. That's, that's something I always struggle with is kind of getting, coalescing those thoughts on the spot when it comes to being 
uh, you know, reflective and yeah. appreciative. But yeah, uh, I, I'm, I've done a lot of therapy in my day. So I, I had a little bit of an understanding of what we might be walking into. But yeah, I, I just wanted to take a moment and say, I appreciate everything you said. And I hope that, you know, I hope we continue to have this relationship going forward in whatever yeah. this turns out to be. Back at you. Yeah. As far as uh, other Jared Stearns, um, South African Jared Stearns disappeared. Uh, Apparently, I followed up. I emailed him again. Um, what I figured out was we do have one more podcast before you come to town. We do. So if he if he suddenly magically appears, that'd be great. Um, um, yeah, we should definitely do that. Uh, but other than that, yeah, we're just going to have a regular show next week, and then that then the big one is after that. It is quite the contrast, though, because he seemed so into us when he first yeah. emailed us back. And I'm like, we're having this couples therapy session. Like, one Jared Stern I have a great relationship with. I'm being ghosted by another Jared Stern. Like, <laughs> it's really messing with me a little bit at this point. But uh, if the South African Jared Stern is listening to this, uh, please come on. If if there has been any concerns about what we might put you through, hopefully this this very emotional, vulnerable episode yeah. between Stern should show you who we are as people. Like, we'll be gentle and appreciative of your time. And you can join the next therapy session. Let's just get, you know, what was that battle I sent you with the battle of all the Joshes? Oh, the Joshes, yeah. The Joshes. We're just going to do a, th- a therapy session with like 50 Jared Stearns. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we've made a lot of progress today. We have. Uh, we have made a lot of progress right here on Between Two Sterns. I had to be on. I thought no, it doesn't. On. No, no, no. This is, not, this is not me. This is not me. But I thought we landed on on. By the way, by the way, this is the only fight we've ever had. <laughs> I don't know how this, we didn't bring this up. <laughs> this is the only fight we've ever had. And to be fair, I, I don't consider it a fight. Well, actually, you know what we didn't bring up too? the Muppets thing. Oh my God, we didn't bring up the Muppets either. We didn't bring up the Muppets thing. <laughs> I mean, that's not a fight, but it's just like, like that's that's the only time I've felt genuinely disappointed. I was going to say, I wouldn't say it was a fight. It was just disappointment in me. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Oh. Uh. <laughs>